My dearest dudes and dudettes, welcome to a bonus episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Our season ended with the Christmas in Film episode last week, but Tiny and Matt didn't want to neglect the finale of one of their favorite shows, so we're bringing you an episode devoted to the season four finale of Boardwalk Empire, a show those guys have mentioned on the podcast a number of times. You'll notice, or at least hopefully you'll notice, that I'm not in this episode. Much to the chagrin of my fellow podcasters, I don't watch Boardwalk Empire, so I had nothing to contribute, but I'm sure you'll enjoy their conversation anyway. They go in depth uh, about the finale, about the season as a whole, and about the show as a whole, so uh, it's a good episode. I'm sure you'll like it. We'll be back in the new year with a new season where we have some cool stuff planned for the blog and the podcast. We'll kick it all off with a 2013 year in review episode when we return. Until then, you can find us, as always, at the usual places, obsessiveviewer.com. Like us on Facebook or send us comments and questions at ovpodcast at gmail.com. This is Mike at I am Mike White on Twitter, bidding you adieu for now and hoping you enjoy the episode. Matt, Tiny, take it away, guys. Listeners, welcome to a very special episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. I am your co-host, Tiny. Across from the table is, from me is Matt. That's me. I'm Matt. Hi, guys. Hey. He waved. I did. He waved, you I, guys. We don't have a camera yet, or ever. Yet. Maybe. Yet. I don't know. Yet. If you want us to have a camera, let us know. Let us know. At, uh, send us an email yes. at uh, ovpodcast at gmail.com. I just, I just mimed you. That. Little, I just, you really I did. Just, I just, I just, yeah. A little bit. We're a bit slap happy. Uh, we've both been up for like pretty much a day straight. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how we roll. Um, so this is a special episode we wanted to put at the end of our uh, fall 2013 season. It will be about a show that Matt and I really enjoy called Boardwalk Empire. Um, basically, we both started watching it right from the beginning. Um, and we've been following it ever since. And uh, Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what, why you picked up the show, what it is you like about it? Just, just give us a, a sense of Matt, Matt's opinion of Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> it all started in, um, in, a, in a crowded hospital in, in Indianapolis in 1986, <laughs> the summer of 1986. Um, no, it was... Uh, oh, the summer of love. Yes. Not so much. Well, for my parents, uh, that's that. That's because, too much because I I was born. But anyway, um, we're getting yeah I'm slap happy. <laughs> anyway, first of all, first of all, thank you, Mike, for introing us. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, uh, you did a really great job. That was the best intro ever, and no one will ever top it. Now he has to actually do like a really good. Intro. He does pressure. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't recorded yet. Anyway, <laughs> slap happy. I discovered Boardwalk Empire because. I don't know exactly. I, I can't remember if I was watching something on HBO at the time and just saw commercials for it because it was kind of, I don't know, under the radar to me because I was all I was all excited about um, um, the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and then if I'm not mistaken, the the um, Boardwalk Empire pilot was after the Walking Dead or before. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Four um, years ago, <laughs> it was. <laughs> so. But I just remember that that year. Um, Boardwalk Empire and and um, um, The Walking Dead had just like the most the the m- most mind blowing pilot episodes I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, Boardwalk Empire was actually a month a month and and change before um, The Walking Dead. Okay, 
And I basically, I don't know. I, I, I had seen commercials for it on HBO because I think at that time I was still watching True Blood because Anna Paquin. <laughs> um, and every other female character on that show, and basically. every other female character on that show. Yeah. So, I'd, and I heard whispers on the internet saying like, oh, Boardwalk Empire is going to be going to be cool. And so is Game of Thrones. And there are these two huge budgeted TV shows that HBO has. Um, so on a whim, or I, I had growing excitement for Portal Empire with every every uh, commercial I saw, but the pilot episode was just absolutely astounding. It was the best, and I quoted, and I mentioned it on my uh, best pilot episodes blog post. Um, but it was, it was just, it was like almost ninety minutes long. Yeah. And directed by Scorsese. Yeah. And it felt like a, a Scorsese movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. And you could see, you could see even from the start, just how intricate the plot was and how, I mean, at times throughout the, throughout the four seasons, it can get kind of convoluted, but not in like, um, a white trash soap opera on FX kind of way, <laughs> but, <clears throat> but it, it's, it's. It's just it's the perfect kind of convoluted because the cast of characters are so rich. So right. I basically watched it on a whim, followed it from from then on, and uh, now we're four seasons in, and I honestly think they could go for another four. Wow, um, I agree. Yeah. I think they could carry it all the way to the end of Prohibition. Wow, yeah, that'd be amazing. It really would. Yeah, maybe some time jumps here and there. But Tiny, <laughs> where did you? How did you come across Boardwalk Empire? Um, I was definitely watching other HBO shows at the time. Uh, I think I was still watching True Blood as well. Um, and maybe something else. But, uh, you know, I would see the promos for it. And as soon as I saw Scorsese's name, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm there. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm, you know, I'm there. Um, I've been a huge fan of his for a long time. Uh, I think everyone has been a huge fan of his for a long time. Right. Um, and so I was just blown away that he was going to do something on television. That was just amazing to oh, me. Yeah. I think it's it's a format that suits him. I mean, I don't know if it's something he should just like full on switch to TV, but you know, it's right. it's cool that he's trying new things, even though he's been he's such an established person in the industry, um, yeah. and he's still doing new stuff. It's just really cool. So that caught my attention at first, and then um, I looked it up more, and Terrence Winter was going to be the showrunner, and right. uh, you know, Sopranos had ended a year or two before that, something like that. Um, and that was, you know, one of the great shows. Right. Um, so, you know, I figured those two teaming up is just going to be great. And, uh, always loved Steve Buscemi, um, the rest of the cast. So, uh, I had no reason not to watch it. Um, I also, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a history buff and <clears throat> love reading history books, seeing period piece movies. Um, so I, I, I always like, I love how there's there's been a little bit of an influx of period piece TV shows as of late, Mad yeah. Men and Boardwalk stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, even if it's you know you can, <clears throat> it's just such a rich, a rich context in which to grow a show. You know this yeah. whole time period. There's so much you can share with the audience when you do a time pe- uh, period piece like that. Yeah, so. and you, you can really add to the depth of the storytelling by putting it in a backdrop that people aren't familiar with. Um, right, and it's and it's much. so different for the characters too because you can take a, like a real, a really rich character who has like a modern, modern aspects to him or her, but put him in a different time period. You right, know, take someone like Tony Soprano, but set him in nineteen twenties Prohibition era. Yeah, that's just awesome. You know, 
absolutely really cool. So that's why I started watching it, and nice. I never stopped. I couldn't wait for episodes to start. You know, I guess yeah, week absolutely. to week, just yeah, couldn't wait for them. So it's been great, and uh, I'm glad that it's still doing well, and they keep renewing it. So. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. And it did get renewed for a fifth season, and I'm, I'm nice. very excited about that. Um, there's mm-hmm. something I'm going to bring up a little later about that, but it's all conjecture. But anyway, um, if you're if you're listening to us and, you, and you're not familiar with Boardwalk Empire, or you haven't watched it, or you've been meaning to watch it, turn off the episode now because we are going to be spoiling the entire series. This yep. is a retrospective on all four seasons that we can remember in our sleep-deprived states. <laughs> um but just go ahead and turn off now. Come back to it when you when you wise up and and watch uh, watch it. I, I wish I knew some nineteen twenties lingo or whatever. I know, yeah. yeah, a little bit, just a little bit before our time. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I said, it was it was it was a it was a it was a crowded Indianapolis hospital in nineteen eighty six. Anyway, um, yeah. So go ahead and do that, and we'll we'll you can come back to it. And uh, you'll have something to listen to. So, awesome. spoilers on. Spoilers. Yes. Yes. So, where do you want to start, dude? <laughs> I know. It's, well, I mean, just like some of these other special episodes we've done. Well, I guess we've just done the, the Game of Thrones one. But right. I think well, Game of Thrones and... Well, Game of Thrones is like our really special episode because it's just me and you. But, Aww. I mean, not to say anything about Mike, but we did the, board, the Breaking Breaking Bad episodes, too. This is like kind of I don't know. It's awkward. It's very awkward. <laughs> but uh, like those other those other special times, we were inspired by the finale. Yes. Of the season, and this season had an incredible finale. It really did. Um. So I think that's what inspired us for. Do you want to just start there and kind of work back? Sure. That sounds that sounds okay. Good. Richard Harrow um, dies. He does. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, he was the best. He was my favorite character on the series. Same here. By far, and um, what I loved about him was that he was—he was a broken. He wasn't necessarily a broken man. He was a man who was, from the start, this this kind of this killer who who basically like like I um there's a there's a line there's a line early early or late in season one when they're talking. I think it's when they're when they're going after the D'Alessio brothers. Yeah. Um. And they're talking about like uh, uh, Jimmy tells tells Harrow, he's like, yeah, they're hiding up with uh, their their cousin or, or their their older brother who's a dentist with his family and kids and all that. And then Richard's like, and I'm gonna butcher the in, in the impression. But he's like, I'll go. I can't do it. He's like, I'll go and I'll go and kill him. I don't can't do it. Don't anyway. Just don't. And he's like, I'll go. I'll go and kill them all. Um, dentist, <laughs> kids, all that. Uh, wow. Yeah. And it's just if you look at that scene. And if you look at his arc, in, in particularly in season two, and then now in season four, in season two he kind of he gets this he gets this bond with uh, Angie Angela I think um, uh, uh, Jimmy's wife, mm-hmm. and like he draws her and he tells her about how he loves his sister and how he hopes to go back there and all that. And then in season four he goes back there, but he kind of he that's when he realizes he's just he's. He's done killing. He's changed so much. Yeah. yeah, and uh and that puts him on that puts him on the road to his to his ultimate downfall, mm-hmm. which it was a very interesting like let, let's do this. How did you re- react to his death? Um I I straight up cried. 
Did you? Especially because the way they set it up, mm-hmm. I knew he was going to die because they were just setting it up. That oh, you know, yeah. he made the the really heartfelt promise to the boy, "I'll see you tomorrow or in yeah. a couple days." Yeah, and it was just it was a very rare show of emotion from that character. Right, he's very guarded and just he's a shell of a man, you know. Right. So he he doesn't show emotion very much, but when he made that such an uncharacteristic show of emotion right there to that little boy and he mm-hmm. got married and all that stuff yeah. I was like they're killing him there's just yeah. no way they're not going to kill him but the way the way they killed him was so mean it was so the way the way they showed it because yeah. they showed you this little this <laughs> little thing the way that it ends is he's they show him <laughs> sitting on the beach mm-hmm. underneath the boardwalk leaning up against one of the pillars and he had bled out and died yeah but before that, they show you a little dream sequence inside his head where he's... It's its an idyllic scene where he's walking up to the porch of his sister's house and his sister and brother-in-law are there with the new baby and his wife and his adopted son, essentially, and his father-in-law are all there. It's sunshine. Everyone's happy. And then you finally see his face and he has his full face. You know, it's not half of it blown off. It's just... It was such a beautiful scene. And as soon as I was watching it, I was like, oh, they're just going to cut to him. He's going to be dead. Right. It's going to be so awful. And it was just mean. It really was. But so beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was like, that's, I'll, I'll jump into my reaction to it. Um, I was, I was content with them killing him off. I felt that that was a perfect end for that character because mm-hmm. he's a tragic character. Oh yeah, um, and it's one of the most tragic ends to a character I've seen in a, in, a, in a long time by far. Um, it's funny that that what spurred us to do the Game of Thrones episode was a tragic ending. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with Harrow, it was. The way that that last scene was shot was actually before they showed his full face when he was walking walking home. Mm-hmm. Um, they they showed him with the mask like for a split second. Yeah, and then like the whole time I see him walking, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of the best endings I've ever seen. <laughs> like I'm like, I know that he's dead. He's got to be dead. He, I, they won't do that big of a jump. But and then they tease it by showing you his him with the mask first. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, maybe he made it. I'll, like for a split second, I'm like, maybe he made it. Maybe he's okay. And then they show like his like the idyllic porch. Um, and then they cut back to him and his face is whole. And I'm like, oh man, yeah. Oh, and then they show him just ble- bled out there. And I was like, that was magnificent. It that really was, was. It was. I mean, it was a perfect end to to really a, a, a fascinating character who mm-hmm. from the start was just. I mean, the trajectory of his character, in the the way that his arc played out in season four, I'll, I'll say, was just just absolutely astounding because yeah. he realizes he doesn't he doesn't want to kill or he he's done killing, but in order to secure his family, he needs to kill one more time. The, the classic coming out of retirement thing, mm-hmm. but they had set up that his um, hand was messed up. Because because the guy had messed up the hand messed up his hand when they when he attacked him in the barn at his sister's uh, house, mm-hmm. um, so then so he basically goes and he's 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 doing the one thing he's doing his one last job for for Nucky mm-hmm. and to go ahead and just just explain everything uh, he ends up killing. Chalky's daughter, yeah, which is just 
like two or three episodes before that they had the they had the really cool scene where um where he's he's washing dishes because he gets a legit legit job with Nucky. Mm-hmm. Which the whole season I was thinking like, okay, now that Owen's dead from season three, uh, Richard's going to be the new like like muscle man for Nucky, and I felt like maybe the whole season was about him becoming that for Nucky. So I was under mm-hmm. the completely different a completely different um, uh, wavelength than the writers yeah. were. Yeah. So like, and then and then when when he shook hands with Chalky, I mean that's a powerful scene in itself. Oh yes, yeah. Um, he was in front of all of his friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think in the background on the on the on the wall you could see some. Um, some kind of some kind of posters and stuff that have some kind of racial um, importance that, oh, okay. that that really illustrates the, um, the the symbolism there. But anyway, they they shake hands and, and Chalky says like that man's my friend because I think in season one he he delivered he delivered the guys that um, he and Jimmy delivered the guys that um, lynched um, right Chalky's guy. Yeah. But anyway, and I was just like as soon as I saw that I was like oh. Richard's going to be the new Dunn Pernsley for Chalky. Oh, that's wow. what it is. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be perfect. That's not the case at not all. Not so much, no. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that I guess we can use that to springboard, I guess, into the finale itself, if you're okay with that. Um, that is at the heart of what made that finale so great for me, was that it it set itself up to where you knew that... Um, um, you knew that either Chalky or or um, or or uh, Narcisse were going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, I kn- I thought for sure that Eli was going to get killed. That Nucky was going to kill Eli. Yeah. And then I thought that um, that that Harold was going to uh, buddy up with with Chalky. Yeah. None of that is what happened. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and it was so organic the way that the finale played out. Like, um, yeah. like what was your take on, let's say the 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 Narcisse and Jay Edgar um, scene? Oh yeah, the interrogation yeah. kind of interrogated him. Yeah, where he um, he basically flipped him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, turned him into an informant, if you will. Right. Uh, that it was really powerful, especially you know those are two two characters that were new this season. Right. So, you know, two actors that are just kind of getting into the swing of the characters and they had that huge, powerful scene. Right. That was really good. Uh, they both played it flawlessly. Absolutely. Um, which I would expect nothing less from uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. I can't remember the other actor's name. I can't remember. I've either. seen him in some other things and he's, he's been great too. Hmm. But um, uh, th- that, was a, that was a great scene. And it's it was an interesting setup to the next season because the way that it was playing out for this season was basically it seemed like <laughs> Valentine Narcisse pretty much just stepped into the role that uh, the third season villain, I can't think of his name. Um, um, G- uh, Rossetti. Jip Rossetti, there yeah. you go. It seems like he just kind of fit into that same role and it was like a lot of the same thing. Except, you to know, an extent. The yeah. characters were different but they were filling right. the same role. They were just Battling with Nucky, you know, yeah, pretty much what they're doing. Um, <clears throat> battling for the territory of you know, right, Atlantic City. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed with that aspect of the story, but the character was still pretty good. I liked the whole, you know, his whole Libyan thing and how he was yeah. a, a militant black guy. That was cool. Um, 
But I just figured, you know, this is. I wasn't looking forward to the end because, like, well, they're trying to kill him, and it's just going to be just like last season. But they totally flipped it and did something different, where he, you know, he's going to be working against Nucky in a totally different way. Right. Um, it was a cool setup for the nice. fifth season. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, but uh, I agree to an extent because I I personally don't I don't view um I don't view Narcisse and, and Rossetti quite the way that you do. Okay. Um, because Rossetti was kind of this, this ultra violent, just evil. Yeah. I said, I said the characters were nothing alike, but the the role they played was. Yeah. Okay. But, um, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll say this then. (laughs) Uh, he, uh, um, Narcisse was more going after Chalky. Then, yeah, then, that's true. Um, it kind of develops into that, that, yeah. Yeah, which that is what I liked most about it was because, I mean, it's 1924. We've we've seen a little bit of, um, kind of the racial kind of kind of issues mm-hmm. um, come up here and there, um, but and and I mean, you and I are both huge fans of The Wire, so oh yeah, um, Michael K. Williams, his name right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man's got to have a code. Yeah. Seeing him in Boardwalk Empire from the start was like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm, we have Omar in here, and then now he's become chalky to me. Yeah. Um, and, but he never really had that like big – he never really had a big arc in the series. Yeah, he was like a second-tier character. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he, he, um, he basically um, – Came into his own, like in the end of season three, when Nucky was all like, um, when he appealed to, um, to Chalky to get to for his help in like the war against Rossetti, mm-hmm. um, I I knew like like when he made the deal to give him the club and everything, I'm like, okay, season four is going to be amazing because we're finally going to get a big juicy arc for Chalky, and we got that I thought, mm-hmm. um, and and Narcisse was was a very capable villain um, oh, this yeah. season. I yeah. mean, he successfully turned Pernsley against him, and that was one thing that really res or not resonated with me, but um, <laughs> that really got to me throughout the season was we had a lot of really big, violent fights. Yeah, um, like, and I'm thinking of. Dun Pernsley and and Chalky, which I mean, that just it made me nervous. I mean, it's it was it, it was really well done. Yeah, um, and just it was it was incredible. I, I really really liked it. Yeah, uh, T- Terrence Winter, his his shows have always depicted violence so just so accurately, so hauntingly because. Right. It's never like a big action scene, you know. It's not like you're watching a Schwarzenegger movie and there's a yeah. crazy sound effects and all that stuff. There's, you know, thunderous music. It's not like that at all. It's just, right. it's just realistic sound effects and like disturbing close-ups. It's really accurate, hard to watch violence, right. and it's so great. I, it's unparalleled in my opinion. I love yeah. it. It's it's just great. It reminds me of uh, the Shield, like in, in, mm, in yeah. Season three, the the big fight in the shield. Yeah, um, and then also to a certain extent, um, uh, Breaking Bad with the the fight between, wow, encyclopedic knowledge, <laughs> the fight between um, Walter and Jesse in the episode Bug in season four. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, ladies, I'm single. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's no ladies listening to Boardwalk Empire. No, probably not. If there are, marry me, please. <laughs> um, 
ovpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, <laughs> an obsessive viewer. So, <laughs> so I loved that kind of, that kind of racial tension that, that built throughout the season. And, um, I'm curious if I'm, I'm extraordinarily curious what's going to happen next with Chalky. Um, now that his, now that his daughter has, has been murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if, if something happened with his wife, like his wife found out about him. She found out about his affair with, with daughter so. Maitland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm really curious, uh, how that's, how that's going to, uh, play out. Yeah. Um, and then I have this stupid, this stupid joking theory <laughs> that what if Boardwalk Empire, cause now it started with Prohibition, but now like Luciano and, um, um, Meyer Lansky, they're getting into running heroin and mm-hmm. all that stuff. What if the entire thing about Boardwalk Empire has been, it's, Slowly showing the the rise of heroin as a narcotic, and then it's eventually going to end end up being a prequel to The Wire, <laughs> how The Wire was all about heroin and stuff. And then the link is that Omar is Chalky White's like great great whatever grandson. The scar is hereditary, apparently. So moving on. So moving the, on. Uh, Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> no, that's again. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'm single. Um, <laughs> the scar is hereditary. Yeah. Free band name. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, but um, yeah, it was a really awesome season, and I, I'm curious what you what you thought of uh, Ron Livingston and his his whole storyline with Gretchen Mall. Um, 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 Jillian Darby. Jillian. There you go. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? Uh, it ended really well. (laughs) (laughs) It did. It did. Yeah. It's, um, it just, it really, they really drug it out throughout the season and it wasn't very interesting really. Right. You know, her kicking heroin and she just kind of wantonly falls in love sort of with this guy who just comes out of nowhere. He's kind of bland and boring. I just didn't really... I wasn't really feeling it. I paid attention to it, and like it wasn't bad. It was just like, right. come on, let's do something with this. And then at the end, it was really awesome. I did not see it coming at all. Um, hmm. It was really cool. Yeah, I was enthralled by it throughout the season. Really? I was. Why? Because <laughs> um, Jillian has been throughout the series, and it, I feel like she got really great character development this season. Yeah, and we got I'll to see, that. we got to see really her her kind of true nature because she's been kind of this this venomous like kind of like this black widow spider dragon lady dragon lady yeah and like like yeah. she murdered that kid from Evansville. Um, <laughs> Watch out, Mike. Last, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she murdered that kid in uh, in order for her son uh, her son's life insurance to to kick in for I her think or something so, yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So it it was just it was it was fascinating to me that she has been a character who, throughout circumstance and in general, uh, and actually the genesis of her of her path to this the the genesis of her story. Her story arc is 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 shown, I guess, um, when she tells Ron Livingston about. Um, I think his name is Roy Phillips in the show, but when they when he tells when she tells him about Nucky handing her off to the Commodore when she was like thirteen, yeah, um, and like that 
that moment is what defines her like today. Like mm. she yeah. like that's what created this this kind of monster and her entire arc, like this season particularly, has been she wants this kind of fairy tale for herself. She wants to fall in love with someone. She wants to wants the happily ever after. She finally finds someone mm-hmm. but it's just it's uh, it's just not in the cards for her. Right. It's uh it kind of it's she doesn't really deserve it. She she doesn't either. She yeah. doesn't. But it's just it, I I kind of felt bad for. Her. Huh. Um I did because she's like I said she's she's I feel like she and Harrow almost go hand in hand. Because wow. I know, I know. Not not to say that they're both not to say that their characters are in line, but their mm-hmm. destinies are in line. They're both these characters who they they're they're struggling sorry. They're struggling <laughs> so hard to break free from what is what has defined them from for so long. Okay. Harrow is this killer. Jillian is this laundry list of derogatory adjectives. <laughs> um and but but they're both trying to just break free from that and they both have these these tragic downfalls and i mean i mean harrow's harrow's is kind of like he he fa- he finally found his storybook ending yeah. he finally found his happy ending unfortunately he couldn't be there to see it but yeah. he knows that his he knows that his family's safe and he knows that his family is 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 waiting for him like he co- he goes home to his family whereas Jillian she can't break free from this from this mm-hmm. and i feel like in season 5 and in later seasons that's going to come creep up and it's going to i would hope tie in with with Nucky um because he's the reason why she is like this because he when she was what 13 12 yeah um she he was she was handed to the commodore as and that's why she why she had jimmy and that's why yeah. all of this stuff has happened um to her and what i what i loved most about the the storyline this season was that i knew that she was trying to find this and i knew deep down i knew she's not she's not getting free of it she's yeah. not, there's something up with roy and then that that scene at the end of one of the episodes where where he's on the phone and he's like yeah i'm almost done I'm almost done here or something. I was mm. just like, I got chills because I was like, it's that's at at its heart that is that is Boardwalk Empire defined. Yeah. It is a long stream of what you what you could characterize as as boring or slow character slow slow plot development. Yeah. But then at at a certain point it just goes nuts. That's a good point. That's a really good analysis. Actually, the comparison of of uh, Harrow and and Jillian, oh, that's pretty. Good. I, didn't, I didn't think of it that way. That's good. Yeah. Uh, my only caveat to it would be that mm. I think Jillian totally got what she deserved. Oh, absolutely. Um, where, whereas she was very nefarious in her mm. actions throughout, like you said, the event that kind of defined her as a person. She was very nefarious after that. Very yeah. malicious towards people. And Harold wasn't necessarily. I mean, right. he was obviously a killer, a professional murderer, but it he was... did it. He did it for for money. Yeah. He didn't do it out of malice and. He he deserved his storybook ending that he didn't get. Yeah. Whereas she deserves to go down, and she deserves to go to hell. Right. <laughs> right. So that's I, I that's my only caveat that. to that. But that's that's yeah. a really good analysis, though. Thank you. Give yeah, I, I agree, and it's uh, it's to the point where he's he he got a he got a tragic ending, but he also got the happy ending. He was he was it's two sides of the same coin, I guess. But um. With her, well, you know, he was, he almost, he almost got the happy ending, which in Boardwalk Empire's terms is pretty okay. About as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but with with Jillian, I think that she's not done yet. It's that wasn't her ending, but hmm. she keeps getting she keeps getting caught in her own web. Yeah, and I feel like that. I feel like that is eventually. I, I feel like what what they're thinking about with the tone that they're striking or, or what they're what they're planning for her is that. I don't know. A, a post online somewhere said that um, it's around 1924, 19, like in 1924 now, and they might do a time jump. But they're thinking, and you know more about this than I do, so I don't know. But they're thinking like maybe the next season will her arc will involve a trial um, in which some things about Nucky will come to light, mm-hmm. um, and they likened it kind of to like Chicago kind of era kind of thing, like where women were. Uh, def- defendants. <laughs> yeah, there was a big, a big, you know, like a during the 1920s. There was in Chicago. There was a, a huge spree of women who kind of killed their husbands or killed uh, people who were close to them and became famous. Okay. It was a slight of a, sort of a basis for the play in the movie Chicago. I got you. The musical, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I that's that. yeah. I can't take credit for it. That's someone online, but oh, um, interesting. <laughs> and then someone else online mentioned that uh, around 1925, like summer of 1925 or something, there's a there's a huge, like the biggest tornado to hit like like the Midwest like ever. Oh really? Uh, strikes and like it goes through like four states and like Indiana is one of them, Illinois, and like they're thinking like what if. <laughs> What if she is? What if she is on her way to prison or on her way to court when that hits or whatever? Huh. And it was more of a joking kind of thing. Like she's such, she has such bad luck. <laughs> but I thought that'd yeah. be interesting. I don't know. With the production value of Boardwalk Empire, it'd be interesting to see something. Welcome like to that. the Plagiarism Podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where we just pull opinions offline. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. You know. Just kidding. It, I'm but, just kidding. Yeah. It's all on Reddit slash r slash Boardwalk Empire. But yeah, um, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. But uh, back to the to Ron Livingston. I yes. he's great. I think he's actually a, he would be so great on television. Yeah, because I've seen him in a couple. Sh- he was on Band of Brothers. <laughs> right. That's. I mean, at another time if we weren't talking about HBO, that would sound so. It would. It'd yeah. be like a derogatory thing. It would. Yeah. He's got just. Something about him that makes me want to see him on a small screen. Um, I didn't mean it that way, Ron. For Sorry. an hour a week. Um, no, Sorry, I get what you're Ron. saying. I, I agree. I, I think it, just seeing him dive into a character for years would be so like just pull a pull a Brian Cranston with Walter White yes. and just dive into a character. That'd be so great. Um, be amazing. Uh, but I I think he was like I said, it ended so well. That storyline ended so well. His character. Mm-hmm. But just throughout it, I just wasn't, I wasn't really feeling him. He he was he was just so bland. It's like, oh, I'm just a businessman in town, and I just met this junkie girl. And <laughs> I don't know. It was just so bland to me. Uh, yeah. He, he felt underused. Felt like he was underused. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping, not not to his fault. I'm not saying he gave a bad performance, right, or anything like that. I think it's just they could have written the character with a little bit more. Flair or depth panache. I agree, if and you will. I, I would hope that he. I would hope that he returns. Yeah. Um. Because in what what I loved most about it was because was that um, around the time it started airing, this, this season started airing. I was I came to the realization I don't own the show on Blu-ray, <laughs> and it is like one of, if not the best looking show. Oh, on it's TV. gorgeous! It's absolutely it's beautiful, incredible. Um. And it's just it's a it's 
mind-boggling how they how they um, how they are able to just create it. Yeah, um, it in really such is immaculate detail. But um, so I I bought up. Um, like over a three week period, every paycheck I'd go to Best Buy and I'd buy the Boardwalk Empire Blu-rays, which is something I don't normally do because I, I usually wait until the series ends right. to get it. Um, like I did with Breaking Bad, but mm-hmm. with Boardwalk Empire, I was like, I need the show. I, yeah. I don't even care. Um, <laughs> so I got them, and I was so antsy that I started watching the special features. Yeah, and on season three special features, there's a there's like. A, by the way, the, uh, uh, making the case for buying the Blu-rays, they're amazing. The um, yeah. obviously the special feature, the, the the picture quality, but they have the special features are like if you're a history nerd like we are, um, there's a lot of like like what's going on in the world of Boardwalk Empire in the real like history, and it's just mm-hmm. it's fascinating. But anyway, in the season three one, I believe they had a, a, a thing about the Pinkerton Detective Agency. Nice, which I meant to watch it again or look uh, read it. Before we recorded, but I didn't have time. But anyway, um, basically, Pinkerton. I, are you familiar with them at all? I wasn't until you know that that finale, and then yeah. I, I googled it. Right. I guess they had. You may know more than me at this point, but I guess at one point they had the Pinkerton Detective Agency had more law enforcement agents than the U.S. than the U.S. Uh, government. Yeah, than the U.S. government. Yeah, they were. They were. They were very prominent. And they they were very famous for going the distance in their investigations like that. And they were old, like, isn't the agency like older than the country? I think so. Yeah, it's like it goes um, back to like the 1750s or something. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. It's really cool. Um, I think Pinkerton is a historic name. Like, I think he was a senator or a congressman huh, after maybe. after the country was created. <laughs> huh, um, maybe he might sure. he may have signed the Declaration of Independence. I don't know. Oh wow! I think like I think that's how famous the name is. I may be wrong about that. You can tell we're professionals here. Right. And we research everything to the T. Um, yeah. But I, I want to say it's something along those lines. Huh. But uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, I'm trying to get Wikipedia now. But anyway. Um, yeah, most, but I mean. The most reliable source on the internet, Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> what are you um, going to say? Actually, according to Wikipedia, um, is it was established in 1850. Oh, dang. Yeah. but I was only off by 100 years. Right. You know. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I get. They're still in operation today. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, but it's it's. It was just cool to see that after I after I like that it gave that that scene more weight, and I really hope that Roy Phillips comes back in next season. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, like you said, I I'm not going to make the argument. I'm not going to argue against your point about Ron Livingston being underused or being kind of bland. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it was a sl- it's a slow burn show. Yeah, his arc was a slow slow burn yeah um but i feel like there's it's it only can bring more um okay because i feel like his he's not i feel like he's i feel like he's he fits well into this world okay and then that hopefully he comes back fair enough yeah yeah i'd like to see more of him yeah me yeah. too oh, yeah. um did you also like the the cameo from jimmy darby <laughs> Yeah, was, they dug up his body, so you saw. Oh his God! <laughs> nice. It's not insensitive. Good job, Michael Pitt. Um, <laughs> he's a real method actor. Oh my God! You know that would be horrible if he actually died. Or yeah, something. it would be. <laughs> but, oh man, I'm so glad he didn't. Yeah. Um, well done. Yeah. By the way, if you look on, we'll put a put a link in the show notes. But uh, there's <laughs> Ron Livingston has one video he's ever uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> 
and it's him doing keyboard cat. Oh my god! It's the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> um, but I want to. How about let's let's switch gears. Let's switch from from Atlantic City. Let's talk about Chicago. Chi Town. Chi Town. Let's City. see. Yes. Uh, Chi Town and Cicero. Because mm-hmm. this season, I've 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 been thinking the entire season, and for the last couple years. When Boardwalk Empire ends, I would love to see a spinoff with the Capones hmm. in the Capone Empire. But he went to – I think he went to prison like 31. Sounds 32. right. Yeah, so I, it would be pointless to have a spinoff yeah. show at this point. But um, I loved I loved kind of the, the power struggle, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. the, I loved seeing him interact with his, with his um, brothers. Um, yeah. Special mention to Dominic – Dominic Lombardozzi. Lombardozzi. Um, <laughs> Dominic Italian. Yeah. Um, but what I loved more about that was that was how it it it, it was steeped in history. Yeah. Um, which did you know anything about his brother getting killed? No. Yeah, I didn't know either. Hmm. Um, and then like after it aired, I was like, okay, oh April Fool's Day. Yep that that was the day. That's so awesome. Hmm. Um, how about um, Dino Banyan? No. See, I knew about that. Really? Yeah, I knew that he got murdered, whacked, <laughs> I guess, um, yeah. in his flower shop. And what I what I what I loved most about that was was um, well, how about let's just talk about Michael Shannon? Yes, Van Alden. <laughs> yes, Van Alden slash George Mueller. Mm-hmm. His his entire run this season was was fantastic. Yeah, I I felt like. He was he was put into this struggle this 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 uh, struggle over territory between the Capones and O'Banion. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, I felt like he was because he's a fictional character, mm-hmm. I feel like he was like he was like the audience's like witness to history. Yeah, and I loved that, and I was very curious if if he was going to end up killing O'Banion. Mm-hmm. Which he didn't, but because um, I was kind of curious if if maybe it was unsolved or something. But yeah. um, but what did you think of what did you think of Michael Shannon this season? Uh, on so many levels, I'm impressed yeah. because just just from stepping back from the show, if you look at Michael Shannon, he had a huge year. You know, he was the main villain, and he played you know Zod yeah. in this in the Superman movie, <laughs> and so a lot of actors, you know, who were popular on television or on a popular television show like this they'll do a movie in between seasons or something like that right. and they'll come back and they're kind of like half-assing it a little bit like it, it seems like they're they're just you know they're not they're treating their they're treating their tv show like like a stepchild you know they're yeah. not really giving it their full effort absolutely but michael shannon did the opposite yeah. i mean he just <laughs> he came in and played because he, he was he was a he was a muted character. His character was very muted. His arc was very muted this this season. Mm-hmm. His 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 expression. He he was very very internalized, and he had a few flashes of of just you know flash in the pan stuff where he just went nuts. Right. But the the times where he was muted, it was so I loved it for the character because he's not a he, he's not a gangster. You know, he's not right. a criminal who's used to doing horrible things to people even though he has in the past but right. but it's it's like he's trying it's like he's trying to figure out how to be a gangster yeah throughout this season and he he just plays it so well he's not sure how he can how he can be loyal to both parties the capones and obanion you know he's not sure how he can slip away from one and join the other or does he really want to join the other one you know it's right. just 
you can tell he's just trying to work stuff out in his head, but he doesn't know because he's not an experienced criminal. Right. Um, and he just played it so well. He's just an, uh, an immaculate actor. He really is. I can't wait to see what, what he does um, with this character and in the future. Yeah. And um, I love... We'll get, we'll get to Eli in a minute, but um, mm-hmm. I just I just love that scene in the finale where they kind of... They look like... Where Van Alden is picking up... Picking up Eli Thompson mm-hmm. to take him into like hiding or to take him to Chicago. And it's just that there's this moment where they kind of look at each other and they have this recognition. And it's just like, all right, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it, I, I think that there is a lot of potential for just unbelievable storylines. Oh, them. yeah. Definitely. And I really hope that they, they follow through with that. But um, the, there was... For for me, for Van Alden, as soon as he he became George Mueller a, a while ago, right? Um, and throughout, like I think it was throughout season three, he um, he was kind of like he was kind of this caged animal. He was this he was this little little door to door salesman, kind of living the low life or living a quiet life or whatever. And it was like he was a caged animal. He didn't fit. Yeah, and he he has all this pent up aggression from 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 being a probie and 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 going after criminals that in like you said he doesn't know how to be a gangster he doesn't mm-hmm. know how to be a criminal but he has all of this aggression like that scene in season three when he attacks his coworker with the iron yeah it's like they play it up kind of for comedy a little bit yeah a little bit but it's also just this beautiful sequence of like violence where it's literally like they they recoil in fear as he as he like like yells and screams and it's literally like he's a caged animal and mm-hmm. throughout like i i loved that scene in season 3 but then seeing him revert back to George Mueller and kind of this quiet dopey guy yeah uh, I got really tired of it throughout the season. Oh, really? Yeah. It was kind of, I was like, okay, we already had this. We've had this for a couple seasons now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that scene where he kills the kills his former coworkers in the alley. Yeah. Uh, like his line is, I can't remember if it's I'm or I am, but he's like, he's just like, and this is a poor, poor uh, impression, but he's like, I am relaxed, and he just <laughs> fires. It's like, like I kind of felt like that was his, that was his "I am the danger" line. It was his coming out party. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was like he was. That was his. It was similar to Breaking Bad in the in the in the "I am the one who knocks" kind of scene. It was like mm-hmm. you can see the transformation, which I I don't say that lightly because that scene in Breaking Bad is one of my favorite scenes just in general. Of, yeah, because like, I mean, that's a perfect showcasing of acting. Uh-huh. Um, and it was very similar for Van Alden because that was like that was the death of George Mueller. <laughs> it was an embrace. He was embracing his new persona. Yeah, essentially. And uh, and just seeing seeing how tight he is with the, with the with the Capones. And yeah. Bringing Eli into the mix, it's 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 gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mentioned that he he doesn't. I said earlier he doesn't know how to do terrible things. Obviously he does, right? But I, he it's from such a different place because yeah. during that, for, like you said, he's been kind of muted for the past couple seasons. But during that first season, he made he did several very violent things. Yeah, but they were they were they were from a viewpoint of righteousness. Yeah. He thought he was being 
he, he was adjudicating through violence. You know, it was, it was justified. It was part of the law, part of man's law and God's law. Right. But this is from a place of sheer villainy. You yeah. know, he's just, a, he's a criminal now. It's, yeah. and it's just something he had to figure out how to do. So right. while he has been violent in the past, it's, it's, it's from a different place. Yeah. It's sheer lawlessness. And it's, yeah. it's what he's, what he's worked so hard in a past life to, to, to fight against. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, uh, it's gonna be. It's. I can't wait to see how they how they uh, do that. How they how they go forward with that. Same here. Same here. Um, Eli Thompson and uh, Will Thompson was it? Will? Will? Yeah. Will. Will? Yeah. Will. Will. His son. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I was gonna. I was gonna talk about the the uh, Vernon Knox storyline, but we'll talk about him in a minute because I like Brian Garrity as a as an actor. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about him in a minute, but, mm-hmm. um, Eli and Willie and Nucky, um, yeah. there was that just amazing scene where Nucky is, is about to kill him, mm-hmm. about, about to murder, um, um, his brother, which he kind of had it coming. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's like the second or third time that he's, you know, betrayed him. Yeah. Um, and his heart's in the right place, I guess. But I mean, he also, all he had to say was, Hey Nucky. This dude is trying to flip me. Mm-hmm. He's using my son against me. Why don't we go ahead and kill him? Nucky could have pulled the whole thing apart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just dis- just dismantled their investigation. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, he, Eli, Eli did a, um, wow, I'm blanking on the actor's name. Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum. Yeah. He, um. He did. He did a good job. It was a little like it was a little derivative of past seasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he played it well. He, he did, yeah, because he's a talented actor, and oh, yeah. uh, and there was a lot of apparently a lot of um, callbacks, uh, visual callbacks, and, and and thematic callbacks to like early seasons. Like really, yeah, like um, just just the idea of just a bright eyed young guy who wants to who wants to be a part of the part of the organization will mm-hmm. um that echoed back to jimmy yeah um, oh definitely yeah, yeah i get that and uh i feel like you can kind of you can gauge that by like like that and then also um um eli um betraying nucky you can kind of like because because nucky previously he gave he gave his brother a reprieve but now it was just no question. Like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you because you know you deserve to die. Yeah, and it's like you can kind of see the evolution of Nucky Thompson and the way that he handles business throughout throughout the series by these two characters that are in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, because if Will hadn't shown up, he would have murdered uh, um, Eli, cut and dry. Yeah. Um, and then there was a scene that there was a, there was a line that Eli said. He 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 said that you don't have anything. Your your wife is gone. You don't you don't have anything, and now you're trying to steal my son, or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, he was, in I was like, wow, he's kind of off base. But then that scene where he's kind of where where you see Nucky kind of takes takes Will in, and he's like, it mm-hmm. gets easier. You're gonna learn a lot, or whatever. I don't remember the line. See, but I kind of see that as I don't mean to interrupt, but I kind of no, no, I kind of see that as more business than family. You know what I mean? Okay. Kind of like how he took in Jimmy because you know he ruthlessly cold-bloodedly murdered jimmy later right so he didn't he, you know he he treated him like family and all that stuff but in the end he's not family so he's expendable huh. and he's just he's part of the he's part of the 
business and so he can be expendable but it's interesting because will is his family you know it's it's a little bit different right um but yeah i, I get what you're saying though that's yeah fine. that's 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 a good point and it'll be interesting to see how that that relationship grows because now eli is just forced out i mean right so i mean if if i feel like there was a line that kind of um uh, i feel like there was a line that that nucky said to said to will that kind of justified um Eli's suspicions about stealing his son away, but um, mm. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> I can't remember either. I meant to watch it today, but I. It's funny that at it. this, just the nature of the show. It's it's an ensemble period piece, so there's so much detail yeah. to it, and it's like there's only ten or twelve episodes every season, but that's ten or twelve hours yeah. of all these different storylines and characters. There's new characters. Char- someone gets killed literally in every episode. Right. I mean, it's just. It's so hard to keep it all straight, you know. It's it may not seem like a lot, but just trying to digest it all, it's just a lot there. And I, I love that about it. I'm not oh, complaining. I'm just saying it's it's a challenge. It's an effort yeah. to be a fan of the show. It really is. It's it's hard to keep everything straight, and that's another reason why I bought the Blu-rays because I want to. Yeah. I want to just wa- I want to rewatch the entire series. I need so, to because yeah. I haven't rewatched any of it. Me neither. Yeah. And that, that's very rare for me. It is. Um, <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> Again, ladies, I'm single, but um, yeah. no, it, it's uh, it's something that that the show is so densely packed with, just so much stuff. I mean, so yeah. much, so much just just rich storytelling, and it's and it's mm-hmm. all intricately connected. Like I said, with um with Jillian, she could kind of be seen as a, as a sideline character or kind of a superfluous character that's only there to give background for. For, for the rest of the show or to kind of kind of give something to mm-hmm. fill time but she has this connection to Nucky that caused this pain and everything and now she's gonna be imprisoned or whatever yeah why wouldn't why wouldn't her Nucky's discretions come up come up with her uh-huh. as a way because like you said she's she's kind of a snake she's she's yeah she's a villainous entity or she, or she's she's Dragon lady, a dragon lady, <laughs> um, and she's—I mean, she'll do anything to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Nucky could be in her crosshairs, right? Um, Definitely. Which he has a lot on his plate right now, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cool. I'm gonna move on to uh, Vernon Knox. There you go. I yeah. couldn't think of the character's name. Brian Garrity from. Uh, what all was he in? He was in Hurt Locker. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's played a lot of military guys. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Hurt Locker and... Uh, uh, Jarhead. Jarhead. He was the guy that um, Jake Gyllenhaal almost killed or something. Yeah. That was such a great scene. Yeah, it was. Um, he's a good actor. He is. And he's, he, he's versatile. He is. And he played He played that role really well. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it was... Uh, I... Especially his opening scene. Yeah. Because you just didn't... He was so... He, he looked like a wide-eyed kid. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's how he was playing that first scene. He played like a wide-eyed kid. Like, oh, I don't really know what I'm getting into, but I'm excited. And then in the end, he just just blatantly murders a, right. a fellow G-man, if you will. Yeah. It was just like, whoa, what just happened? Right. And and he played it well from there. Yeah. You know? And uh, anytime he had scenes with... Uh, J. Edgar Hoover, which we'll get into that yeah. too. Oh yeah. Um like I I just 
I did the history nerd equivalent of a girlish squee <laughs> when I saw J. Edgar Hoover on screen. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was awesome. But with Brian Garrity's performance, it was kind of, and he, he played this intensity when, when he kind of, oh, it was Warren Knox, not Vernon Knox. Oh. Um, Vernon Knox sounds cool though. It does. I feel like that's from something else, but, uh. um, anyway. Yeah. Um, if you tell me what, what that's from, I'll give you a gift card to Amazon. Um, surprise. Yay. Um, but anyway, he, he played this intense, <laughs> he played this intensity just really well. And it, it was yeah. kind of this disturbed intensity mm-hmm. that's kind of, I don't know. It, it was just fantastic. He was like super, super eager to please. Yeah. Like he feel he, he felt like he's, he just had to give everything to prove himself to mm-hmm. Jagger Hoover. Uh, yeah. that was, and that's an interesting thing to see, you know, that, that kind of pressure on him. Absolutely. Yeah. He was also in the little, the little scene or little known, I hope, horror movie ATM. Oh. Uh, also had, uh, wow. What was her name from, um, it's probably a good thing that you forget. Yeah. Well, she's really hot. Um, <laughs> he, uh, um, Alice Eve. Anyway. Oh, nice. But anyway, a- ATM is a horrible, horrible movie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and he's, I mean, he's a really good actor and he was, it was really cool seeing him. I mean, even if it is just one season, um, and that's another, that's another fight scene. Oh man. That was just so brutal. He tried to gouge his, gouge his eyes out. Yes. Oh my God. That was so brutal. It was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. It was so hard to watch and it was a testament to the series, to the, to the shows. Yeah. Um, I bet that that must have been so hard to film. Yeah, I can't I imagine. Can't. I mean, it probably took him a week to film it. Oh yeah, I can't imagine the entire. I can't imagine how they filmed the entire series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the 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 scope of the series mm-hmm. is just magnificent, and it and it hurts me that there doesn't seem to be that many people watching it. At least I don't feel like there is. It's not mm. part of the. I feel like Boardwalk Empire should be. Maybe not near Game of Thrones' level, because Game of Thrones comes from, you know, uh, source material and mm-hmm. stuff, and it has a following. But I feel like I feel like they both kind of are kindred spirits in, in storytelling. Yeah, I can see that, um, definitely. Yeah, and I, I wish that more people would pay attention. To- yeah, I wish it was more more part of the pop culture. Like yeah. like Game of Thrones has become right right um, like I want to see a Key and Peel sketch where they're talking about Boardwalk Empire yeah. before they get into their silliness right um but um on on to J Edgar Hoover yes I I was beyond ecstatic to to see him in this because the criminal justice nerd in me and the right. the historian nerd in me uh, people may not know that for. 40 years, almost 50 years, J. Edgar Hoover was the head of the FBI and he was, he was secretly the most powerful man in the world. Hmm. He had dirt on everyone. He would record so people awesome. and he would threaten them with it. And he, he was just a ruthless, he was like, he was like the desk jockey version of Genghis Khan. I mean, the, he was, he was just a, a really crazy guy. Uh, there's awesome. stuff, there's so much stuff about him. We don't even know. And so um, I just, I'm so happy to see him in the show because I'm just curious what they're going to do with him. <laughs> right. Um, and this is when he, you know, he, 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 like he basically, Jagger Hoover is almost responsible for creating federal law enforcement. Like it just, right. it hardly existed before J. Edgar Hoover. Um, and it's, 
he's just such a cool character. They could make a whole show just about him. They could go for 10 seasons. Right. Um, and, uh, have you, uh, so, so, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, have you read any biographies about him? I haven't. Okay. I, I haven't. was just wondering. What... I've just kind of pieced information together that I've read about him, um, yeah. over the years. But, uh, he, like I said, there's a lot, there's a lot that people don't know about him because he was right. very, very secretive. Um, his, his best friend, one of his best friends was a secretary who everybody thought that he was in love with, but you know, there's all kinds of theories that he was actually gay. Right. Um, uh, Crossdresser too. Yeah. I kind of wonder if they're going to touch on that at all. In I don't series. know. I'm curious, yeah. but uh, his best friend was his secretary. And when he, when he died, she spent, I think, he, or something like maybe when he, he lost power. I don't, I don't, like I said, I haven't studied him extensively, but either when he lost power or when he died, he let her know and she spent hours destroying right. documents upon documents upon documents. Jeez. I mean, he probably had the craziest information you can imagine. We just, we just don't know because the documents were destroyed. So oh, it's such the, a waste. It is the, oh. the scope of what of his influence will never really be known, but it had yeah. to have been monstrous. So I can't even imagine history that- tangent over. Yeah. <laughs> um, the actor's name is Eric Layden. Eric Layden, okay. Um, who he was in... Is he a Markin? Uh, is he? That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, Houston, Texas. Oh, cool. Um, he was in... One of his earliest credits is in The Nick Cannon Show. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know he was in Generation Kill. Was he? Uh, briefly. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was actually in like five episodes. Yeah. yeah. So. Or seven episodes, actually. So that's the whole series. Oh yes. Um, um, but yeah, he's, he's been in some stuff. I'm mad men, I guess. And mm -hmm. he has an interesting, interesting resume, but, um, yeah, I can't wait to see where he ends, uh, how he ends up. Right. One of my favorite lines from the season was something he said. It was where, uh, Knox was trying to pitch the idea of this investigation against, you know, the Capones and the, the Italians in New York, and he was pitching organized crime. Right. And J. Edgar Hoover says, what an organized group of people committing crime? That's preposterous. <laughs> right. Which organized crime has become a whole genre of existence. Right. <laughs> Since then, you know, we know about La Cosa Nostra and right. all these different mobs around the world who it, organized crime is a fact of of crime around the world, yeah. but it's just at the time it was just so preposterous to think of it. Yeah, that was just such a cool line that they put in there. I was Absolutely happy to see it. And it was it was I mean organized crime was born out of that time period. Yeah, and um, yeah, at least as it pertains to the United States. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> if you're if you're looking for for books on on organized crime and the history of organized crime and stuff like that, um, I think T.J. English has written a few. Right, um, and he's really good. Um, he's a really good writer. Awesome. Um, so yeah, um, what else should we talk about? I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like we've been talking about this fourth season and. We've covered pretty much the whole season. Yeah. But we've barely mentioned Nucky. I know. <laughs> it's funny. He, yeah. He was like an ancillary character this year. He kind of was. And it was um, kind of refreshing, to be honest. Yeah. And like I said, some of uh, some of his actions were, were, I mean, everything that he did was kind of, <coughs> kind of acted as, uh, almost as a mirror to, to his past actions. And it kind of, I think this whole season for him was about showing his evolution as a, as a, as a criminal um, 
um, overlord, I guess, or, yeah. or whatever. Um, and it was just kind of seeing how he does business. Yeah. And I'm curious how that's going to play into season five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and uh, the Tampa stuff, how'd you feel about that? It was interesting. I, I'm, I don't know if it's historically accurate. If nah, I don't know, either. I have no idea. So I, maybe they just kind of threw it in there because it's part of the history. Um, yeah, maybe, but it was. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was interesting. Right. Um, the the love interest thing is kind of interesting with uh, Patri- Patricia Arquette. Right. Um, just because she's such a stark contrast to uh, Margaret. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she's just so different. Yeah. Um, some of the some of, most of the Tampa stuff just didn't, didn't really. Didn't really do much for me. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, um, I've also really loved what they've done with Meyer Lansky. Yes, because man, he's an incredible actor he's, too. Oh, oh man, he's incredible. Uh, his name, I, I can't remember his oh. name. It's a very ethnic name. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's actually from like, like he was born in Belarus or something like that. Huh. I might be off, but he has he has a unique name. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know, but the character, the part where he pitches himself to Nucky, like let me let me get involved in this deal. Yeah, while Rothstein is losing all his money. Yeah, yeah. his performance, I love that performance so much. Me too. And he like, I think afterwards he goes into a back alley and just beats the living crap out of some guy. Yeah, out of the the guy that was making uh, Jewish. Uh, yeah, and he's, I think he's speaking. I assume it's Yiddish. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I assume that's what <laughs> or it is, but Hebrew, I don't know. Right. We're racists. Um, <laughs> but I just, hey man, he really knocked his performance out of the park this oh, year. It was, it was absolutely astounding. I loved yeah. that. I loved that episode. It was kind of, I wouldn't say filler episode because none of them are really filler episodes, yeah. but it was, it was more of a character developed, on his part, at least, it was it was kind yeah. of a, I don't know, it, it was it was a really strong episode for him. Yeah, uh, I don't know historically where where Meyer Lansky and, and Lucky Luciano end up or, or or how they how they play out, but I know mm. that it's their history, the 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 genesis of their history or their genesis, the genesis of the partnership is kind of kind of not really that. It's kind of mysterious, not mysterious, but kind of not very. Um, it's not like established history. Yeah, it's not it's not uh, widely documented. So okay. I think the show's kind of had fun with it. But now that they're kind of getting into their thing, I kind of wonder how much. I kind of wonder what happens because yeah. I I don't know much about their history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really excited because both both um, and, and the actor's name was uh, the actor's name is uh, uh, I'm going to butcher this Anatole Youssef. That's right. I think. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I, I don't know where he's from, but. Um, okay. But yeah, just seeing him and and Lucky Luciano uh, see them interact is, is really cool, and I, I want to see most. Same here, more. more. Um, <laughs> so, so I know we're running long, but I just want to mention just yeah. we kind of we kind of didn't mention this at all, but I just want to make one mention of it. Eddie Kessler. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, how do we forget Kessler? I know. It's uh, Harrow kind of kind of overshadowed him a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, definitely. And plus he. <laughs> Died like mid season, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, um, which that was a great episode. It really was. Again, another good uh, Brian Garrity episode too. Yeah, a good good for you know the interrogation scene between the two of them. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just. Uh, um, I had a funny, I had a funny joke, but I don't know. It was. It was. It was really cool. 
um, the way that they played it out. I mean, I, I it sucked to see him go because he was a really cool character, but I mean, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell he was headed that way. Yeah, or headed to a, headed to a downfall. It would have been difficult <laughs> to expand his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did not intend for that to be a pun headed toward uh, a downfall. But yeah, pun. <laughs> Um, so what do you say? Should, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe, how do you want to wrap it up? Maybe just kind of like, you know, share our thoughts on, you know, the season as a whole and just where we think everything is going to go. Nice. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the idea, like I said about, uh, Jillian. Um, I hope that she has a more, uh, I hope that she has a less disconnected storyline. I'll say that okay. not necessarily that she comes comes after Nucky or, or anything like that. I just hope that something something happens to make her more connected to the rest of the storylines. Okay. Um, because, like I said, that Nucky connection is something that I think is going to come into play later that is going to be of importance. Nice. Um, of import. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> more Chalky White. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's going to be fascinating, absolutely fascinating to see what they do with him. I'm glad I'm, I'm – glad- of how much of him there was this season. Me too. They that said was, they were going to expand him, and they totally lived up to it. Absolutely, and that was that was just it was it was terrific. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and then and then that, that's pretty much it. I'm excited to see Eli in in, in Chicago with the Capones and, and yeah, George Mueller. Yep. Awesome. Um, awesome. Uh, how about you? I I have something I want to admit, I want to share here. <coughs> Sorry, but. Uh, how about you? And then I'll. I'll you know, okay. Yeah, and I can. I have something to throw in after you go too. So. Okay. Perfect. This is going to be a never-ending sure. episode. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I'm looking most forward to is, like I said, I wasn't super warm to the character of Narcisse, mm-hmm. Valentine Narcisse, but I, I think the way the way they left it is really interesting. Yeah. I think the the main conflict for the next season is going to be how Nucky deals with actual law enforcement, because it seems like the past three seasons, so much of the conflict has been between Nucky and other crime syndicates, if you will, you know, the Capones and Torio Mm. people from New York and stuff like that. Uh, Jippers Eddie. Right. Uh, so it's, it's been, it's been such a crime battle Mm -hmm. that it's really interesting to see how he's going to have to deal with, the main conflict is going to be law enforcement based. That's mm. going to be interesting to see how that gets ramped up. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I think you, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Um, because like I said, this, this season was seemed more about showing the evolution of, of Nucky as this criminal mastermind or mm-hmm. this criminal crime Lord. Um, and I feel like maybe that was set up for, for next season. Cause I mean, you're right. He hasn't really gone up against, Law enforcement, right? Um, he hasn't gone up against J. Edgar Hoover's law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be fascinating. I, yeah. I love it. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. Uh, so, did you want to do yours first? Sure. Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just wanted to. Richard Harrow was my favorite character. I loved him so much, and I think what spawned my love of the character was there. There's a a huge connection between him. And how in present day there's a, a very hot button issue is post traumatic stress disorder and how our you know, our modern soldiers are dealing with war, and the concept of post traumatic stress started after World War One because mm-hmm. uh, World War One was it, it's a very under 
understudied, underappreciated moment of history right. to to Americans. Mm-hmm. In Europe, it's a huge deal if you go over there. But Americans just don't know a lot about it because we were barely in it. We didn't lose as many people as, as Europe. It wasn't fought here. Um, but it was... It was it was absolutely awful. They called it the Great War, uh, you know, obviously because they didn't know there was going to be a second World right. War. Um, but it was after after the war, soldiers would come home, and they were so destroyed and messed up, much like Richard Harrow is. They didn't know how to classify them. They just mm-hmm. th- there was no medical history or science to classify these people or treat them or anything. And they called it, they called it shell shock because most of the death and psychological destruction of world war one was dealt out with, uh, these new guns and cannons that would launch shells just 24, seven, 365. Wow. And it just mentally tortured Soldiers on both sides of the battle, mm-hmm. and it just it, it was they that's why they called it shell shocked because they were they were being shelled by these bombs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was World War One was just a, a a culmination of old style war with this. I like to say that World War One kind of gave birth to the twentieth century because mm-hmm. the twentieth century just became so much about technology, and so much of that technology was perfected in such an awful way during world war one right. and it just caused such this this psychological scar on the world that's how world war one was and i think huh. that was so well personified in richard harrow wow and that's what i loved about his character in the first season and he's just carried it through beautifully through four seasons and plus the dedication of an actor to wear <laughs> a face prosthesis for four years right. and talk out the side of his mouth in a horrible, gravelly voice. Right. That is just dedication. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that's a huge physical aspect that's hard to deal with, I, right. I imagine. So uh, just big ups to, to Jack Houston. Yeah. It's a heck and of I, a performance. I, re- I really hope that this, this catapults him into, into more, more, uh, uh, more, of a, more of a stardom. I guess. Oh, me too. Yeah, like I guess uh, I read an article where where he's he's doing a play in London. Uh, uh-huh. I can't remember which play. Yeah, he's British. But, yeah. Um, but I, I just hope that I just hope that it, it gives him a lot of stuff. I'm, yeah. and it's not going to happen. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just not. But Jack Houston, best supporting actor. Come on. Oh. Because I'm with you. That was just a fantastic run. Uh, oh my god! As, as a character, I can't uh, believe I, I I thought he should have gotten nominated every year. Same here. He was just fantastic. Absolutely. So I'm gonna miss him a lot. Me too. <laughs> I love the character. He's one of my probably at the end of the run. He will probably be my favorite character from the show and one of my favorite TV characters ever. Same here. I think. Yeah. 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 So I'll miss you, buddy. Yep. To the lost. <laughs> um, nice. Speaking of the end of the series. Oh. Yeah, this is not this is rumor that hasn't been hasn't even been whispered about for the better part of the past few weeks. But it's not I I hope that it's not true. Okay. Um You're I guess, scaring me a little bit. I know. <laughs> Brace yourself. Um There's a guy on 4chan who has apparently been spot on with a lot of insider information mm-hmm. throughout the past couple years, I guess. 
Um, regarding like, the show, regarding the show, like okay. like talking about scripts and and and, and plot points and, and stuff that the, that they're planning. Now, I don't know how much of it is actually fact. I don't know if he's if he's just a really good guesser, but apparently, he is stating that uh, with um. That that HBO is is potentially looking at the, I don't even want to say it, <laughs> at the fifth season to be the last. Wow! Not only that, but they're talking about a slightly reduced order of episodes. Dang! Which I do not want that ever. Yeah, at all. me either. Because there is so much story left. Oh yeah. Um, just. So much, so much left for them to do. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I would love to see them go through until, like I said, until the end of Prohibition. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess there's a summit between all the crime crime bosses at at some point, like historically. Oh wow! Um, and I, I want to see it end there. I think it's like maybe 1929. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, so it would be cool to see that. But I mean, that's another. Three seasons, if with the time jump, mm-hmm. um, and they have so much stuff. It's such a rich series that they, oh, they yeah. can totally sustain it. Absolutely. Um, but I guess it's. I guess it all comes from. I guess Terrence Winter has this. Uh, has that Bobby Cannavale record executive drama? I think it's like set in the seventies, where hmm. Bobby Cannavale is something about music. But anyway, he has that hmm. kind of on the back burner. Okay. Um, and I think they're kind of anxious to get that off the ground. <coughs> Interesting. Yeah, so hopefully that doesn't come to pass. Like I said, this is the, I mean this is from an article dated December 5th and this is today this is it's 15 days after that and we're releasing this a week later, so yeah. Um hopefully it's been re- it's been re- renewed for a fifth season, thankfully. Um hopefully it'll get many more. Yeah. Or a few more. Several more. A handful more. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um yeah, I guess does that does that do it? I think that about covers it. I mean, we yes. man, we said a lot. We did. Oh man! But like we said, it's just it's so rich. There's so much you can talk about. Yeah, and what's 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 mind blowing to me, Tiny, is that we talked about the fourth season. Yeah, we didn't mention yeah. almost nothing from the past nothing seasons. from the past seasons. Yeah, and I mean, I could go on for another hour about Harrow's assault on um, the the. Um, the brothel, I guess, yeah. in the, the season three finale. Yeah. Um, I mean, I uh, there's so much to the show. So yes. if for some reason you listen to us without watching the show, watch the show. Yes. I mean... You will not be disappointed. Yeah. If I'm going by the obsessive viewer grading scale that you can find at obsessiveviewer.com, um, blind by... Yeah. And and I guess well it's a TV show so theater doesn't really count but blind by the Blu-rays because it is so worth it. Yes, it is. I, I agree. Find, yeah, I think you can find the Blu-rays for like thirty-five bucks or something. No, that's not that's not bad for HBO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Tiny, you can you can just go to like like Best Buyers or even order on Amazon. <laughs> um, and you can just you can own the Blu-rays of the show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You yourself, <laughs> you can. Um, Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> um, no. So, uh, do you want to do you want to count us out? Yeah, I'll do it. Get her done. All right, guys. Um, that's our special 
Boardwalk Empire episode. I hope you guys liked it. We kind of stuck to season four, like we said, but uh, there's just so much to cover. Um, so uh, thanks for joining us today. We loved having you. Um, check us out on the internet. Um, go to Google, type in Obsessive Viewer, you'll find us all over the place. Um, we uh, have our own blog where we have back episodes of the podcast. We are on Facebook uh, at the Obsessive Viewer. Uh, all three of us are on Twitter. Uh, Matt is at Obsessive Viewer. I am at Obsessive Tiny. And uh, Mike is at I am Mike White. And um, you can send us an email at ovpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, go to a cool website called podcastland.com and vote for us for Podcast of the Month. It's real easy and quick. You won't get spammed or anything. Uh, check that out. And uh, check out our friends over at the Nerds You're Looking For podcast. Um, couple of friends of ours who started a similar podcast where they go into comics and stuff like that they're cool guys and uh it's yeah, a fun definitely. it's a fun podcast so check them out and uh find us on the internet hope you enjoyed the episode yeah and uh, i know you're not listening to this but we miss you mike oh mikey yeah mike to the lost <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh, all right guys thanks a lot thanks guys All right. Um, okay. Do you want to bring us in since you're doing all this? Well, wow, pressure. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, that's fine. I can do okay, it. Okay, cool. All right, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs>